I was a renter for a very long time. Even when I owned property, when I moved to downtown Denver, I was a renter. My landlord tried to increase my rent, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, bro. That ain't going to happen. Right? He did, by the way, because that's generally how that works. Okay? Was I upset about it? Absolutely. Here's the way to take back your power if you're a renter right now and facing an increase in your rent. Stop being a renter. Easier said than done, right? Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Coram, baby. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Recording from our downtown studios with my executive producer, all-around badass, and the guy that just makes this show sound as amazing as it does each and every single week, Mr. Jonathan Winston. How you doing, Jay? It's another beautiful day, beautiful Colorado day, about, uh, you know, 90 something degrees out there. People around here like to complain when it gets in the 90s. That's, you know, right where I start to that's where I start to glow and right where I start to shine is when (laughs) the weather gets a little bit warmer. So I'm loving it. Pools, you know, uh, um, getting prepped, you know, in the next few days I should be able to hop in that. So love that. um, Things are going good for me, man. Summertime is popping off. I'm telling you, that's, this is why we live in Colorado. And you don't really appreciate anything until you leave, right? Because I went down to Phoenix. Um, those of you who follow me on social media, I got a, uh, a little experience on a private jet. That's a long story we're not going to do today. Ooh. But we were down in Phoenix, Arizona for three days, and the average temperature was about 108 um, for that three-day period. And most days were hitting like 118, 117, 118. I got to tell you, that is madness, Okay. That's psychotic. I don't understand how anybody would want to, it's like walking, you walk out of an air conditioned building into an oven. Like literally it feels like you were stepping foot in an oven. So all my people down in Phoenix, man, I feel your pain during the summertime right it's a, now. It's a dry heat, man. It's, it's a dry heat. It's a heat. I don't know. Dry heat, warm heat, I don't, wet heat. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Human beings should not be in 118 degree weather. This is just not a normal thing. And God help you, should you touch a car or something that's sitting out in the sun for a few hours? Don't do it. You can literally Please cook your skin that. on a on an armrest out there in Phoenix. So, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying the summer. That's what living in Colorado is all about. You know, I, I complain a lot about the weather during the winter, but um, when it's summertime in Colorado, it does not get too much better than it is right now. I can agree. Let's get to it. Uh, CNBC published an incredible article. I don't know if it's incredible or not. It just it's a, it sounds nice to say, but that rents for single family homes just saw the largest gains in nearly wait for it fifteen years. What was fifteen years ago, man? That, that, see, here's the thing. It, get, the gains in, in a single year went up in fifteen years. This year they went up higher. So here's the question. Why? Well, what, what do you think happened, Jay? Why are rents going up at such an astounding rate here in the uh, the reduced economy that was supposedly caused by coronavirus? Why are rents going up? What do you think? Mm, 
Uh, I would say um, a combination of, I mean, real talk, trying to make up for people not paying rent yep. all, you know, all of this last year, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a know, big one. Um, people potentially not a lot, not a lot of people having moved over the last year. Um, so, you know, just yep. trying to capitalize on, the remaining tenants, but uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of different factors. There's a lot of factors, and I think you you caught a couple of them. But I'm going to agree with you. Supply and demand is really what it comes down to, in my opinion. Okay, when you have a normal churn of people, just like the housing market, people are normally buying and they're normally selling. Right? Job changes, uh, having a baby, a kid graduating from schools, getting rid of a baby. Right? So all these things are happening in normal life in the real estate market, and it creates this dynamic, which is the normal real estate market, and then enter coronavirus. It's been a year. I can remember when it first Can you remember? Can you you want to flash back? Remember a year ago, we were like, when is this going to end? Oh, my God, I want to leave the house. And why are we all wearing these godforsaken masks? (laughs) Well, during that time, people stopped moving. Okay. They sat still. They didn't move some of them. This is my favorite part. A lot of them were paid by the government to stop paying rent. So I ask you, if you're living rent-free, why in God's name would you move? Well, you won't. You're going to sit tight, right? And so they did. And a bunch of houses didn't come on the market, which raised houses to the highest prices we've seen in a very long time. But a lot of renters who might have moved did not move because they weren't paying the rent. So supply, basic supply of rental property dropped down to extremely low levels. And that led to supply versus demand. Suddenly, you've got a bidding war not just happening in the purchase and sale of property, but also happening in the rental of property. So in one year, rents went up by 5.3%. Now, depending on where you are in the United States of America, your average rents are going to wander. We're just kind of depending on size of house and all that stuff. But let's say your average is $1,500 to $2,000 a month. That seemed about right for Denver. Jonathan, where you're at right yeah. now, is that about what you're paying a month for rent? So if that yeah, that's uh, coming. Okay, so if that went up by five percent, right? You're looking at an increase about a hundred, maybe hundred and fifty dollars a month, depending on where you're sitting. Okay, unfortunately, that's just the beginning of the story. See, the lower priced, they went up a little less. So lower priced homes went about three point nine percent. Lower middle priced, I'm not even sure if that means four point eight percent. Higher middle priced went up, and this is referring to the regional median price of homes in that area, okay? 5.1%, and then the higher-priced homes went up 6.1%, okay? So I have one higher-priced home in in my paddock, I would say. It's roughly a million-dollar uh, a property today, and we raised the rents from about 3500 to 4000 okay? So if you look at that, that would be in line with what they're saying here. About 6% is what that increase is. I'd a little more than that. I mean, you're probably closer to, to 10% in that case, but this is a luxury home, okay? So people who could really afford to pay a lot for rent saw a huge increase, and a lot of that was tied to supply and demand, right? So here's what's fascinating about this. Now, we're, we're, we're in an investment show, Right. What we talk about here is how to build financial freedom 
through investing in real estate, whether the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast, the very essence of it, our very listener-based, the people who love the show and listen to us each and every week are out there trying to invest in real estate. Is this good news for you guys or what? I'd, I'd say it is. I'd say that if you're accustomed to getting $1,500, $1,600 a month for rent, and you're now going to get $1,700 to $1,800 a month for rent, and your mortgage payment hasn't gone up at all. As a matter of fact, if you were smart during this crisis, interest rates dropped to stupid lows. We did lots of shows about interest rates being in the 2% range. Okay, so if you refinance down to a lower rate during that time, you could increase your rental income, not only by the decrease in your mortgage payment from a effective refinance to a lower rate, ideally a lower payment, but also by increasing your rents by five to eight percent, which is what they went up across the board. Can you imagine a better time? to be a real estate investor than a time when rents are at all-time highs and interest rates are at all-time lows? Can you imagine anything better than that for investors? I can't. Here's the problem. Not all of us are investors, right? Some of y'all listening to this show right now, I'm going, but bro, my rent went up by $250 a month. This is hard on my family. It's it's, it's taking income out of my pocket. The greedy landlord is winning yet again. I got news for you. The greedy landlord always wins. Okay, The guys with money, in the end, always come out on top. And listen, I, I was a renter for a very long time. Even when I owned property, when I moved to downtown Denver, I was a renter. My landlord tried to increase my rent, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. That ain't gonna happen. Right? He did, by the way, because that's generally how that works. Okay, Was I upset about it? Absolutely. Here's the way to take back your power if you're a renter right now and facing an increase in your rent. Stop being a renter. Easier said than done, right? It's just not that simple. We can't all just go out there and buy houses tomorrow, can we? No, we can't. But the idea behind this show is helping you through whatever struggles you're facing. And hopefully, as you read this article, which we're going to post to the Facebook group, we're going to post it out there so you can read it for yourself. If you don't want to become a victim to what's going to continue to be an increase in rents, then the key right now is you better start looking very carefully at buying property before this gets completely out of whack. Now, if the market's at the very tippy, tippy top, does it make sense to buy right now? That's the constant struggle we're dealing with, right? If I'm buying at the top of the market, should I be doing so? And we talk about it on the show all the time. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. Buy a deal. Right? So if you can't buy a deal, you can't find a deal, first of all, you're not trying that hard. I'm going to tell you that right now because there are deals in every market, everywhere, all the time. Okay, it's just a question of where those deals are located and how you're going about finding them. Okay, but if you're not looking for a deal right now, you're setting yourself up for failure. And we're talking about average gains of 5.3%. Phoenix, god awfully hot, by the way, like I said at the opener of the show, they went up an average of 12.2%. Tucson, equally as hot and not near as cool, 10.6%. Las Vegas, 9.3%. And Atlanta, 9.1%. 
Okay. So all across the board, the landlord, the investor, the person who invested capital and invested a lack of comfort, took on a second mortgage, an unknown. Okay. Is this guy going to pay the rent? Is this guy going to trash my house? Is the market going to collapse? The guy that risked some capital on his investment future just got a 5 to 12% increase in his income for doing the exact same thing he was doing last year. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payment to the credit bureau. We partner with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting Getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Right? And I got to be honest with you, as a landlord with several properties of my roster, I'm kind of enjoying this party. Okay? And, and I'm going to tell you that this party is going to get worse from here because supply is not looking to change anytime soon. The issue we have at the moment is the government is still allowing a lot of people not to pay rent. Okay, people are in the in the spot where they can a moratoriums on foreclosures and moratoriums on paying rent. A lot of places have gone back to collecting rent. Some have not. Okay, here in Colorado, we just went back to you got to pay rent less than six months ago, and now a lot of clients who are sitting in properties they don't want to, so they're not. They're not paying the rent, so they're sitting there, and we're buying up a whole ton of properties with what we're calling problem tenants. Okay? And problem tenants are the tenants who have decided that they really enjoyed not paying rent for that 6 to 12 month period, and they probably don't want to go back to doing that again. Right? And listen, we're all going through a bit of a financial crisis, you know, depending on where you're at to some degree. You know, supply is down in certain areas. Some people have lost work. I get it. It's not the best time in the country. But i got to be frank with you. The service, not the product you're provided, but the service you are being given to live in a property where you pay rent hasn't changed at all. There's still a roof over your head, right? There's, the windows are still there, generally speaking, Right, So that service has to be paid for, and a lot of people aren't paying for it. But in the cases where they're not, it's decreasing the supply of available rentals, and that's leading to an increase that everybody is now having to pay for. So the actions of the few end up impacting everybody. Does that seem fair? Does that seem right? I mean, in a way, right? You spread it out a little bit. But I, I don't think it's fair that people are paying a higher price for rent because the other people aren't paying. I'm not cool with that. You know? And I, I really, I, I'll be frank with you, I tell you it's going to get worse from here. Because the problem with pumping $1.9 trillion of the economy over and over again, reducing the supply of available rentals, okay, 
bidding wars, pushing prices on houses up to unprecedented numbers means the loan, the debt service on those properties that people are overpaying for is higher than ever. If they need to rent that property out or want to rent that property out, they will have to do so at a higher rate just to cover the debt service on that property. So this problem is not going to get better anytime soon. But here's the opportunity. Just like we're running comps based on sales of properties, you can now run comps on rental of property. Right there in your MLS, either you can get it yourself if you're an agent or if you have access to an agent, they can go in and tell you what properties in your neighborhood are renting for. And if you don't have access to the MLS, there's a couple of sites out there. Rental Meter comes to mind. Um, there's a couple of places where you can go and you can see what rents in your general neighborhood are right now. Okay, And what you're going to see is exactly this trend that things are going up across the board. Okay. My advice is if you're going to lock in a lease right now, I'd lock in the longest term lease you can possibly get away with because a year from now, they'll be higher. A year from then, they'll be higher still. Okay. And if you have a one year lease, when that lease expires, I can promise you the new lease is going to come at a higher rate. Okay. So here's a little financial advice for your renters out there. I'm not saying renting is at all bad. In certain situations where you can't find anything to buy that suits your family, as opposed to paying a huge premium to be in a market that's running completely unchecked, renting might be your best option. But if that's going to be the case, you might need to consider doing a larger lease, longer lease, excuse me, which is going to mean you're going to be out of the market all the longer, which is not a good thing. Right, So it's such a tough time right now for renters. It's such a tough time for real estate in general, whether you're a buyer or a renter. If you're a consumer of real estate right now, you're in a bad spot. And we're all consumers of real estate to some degree. It's just that some of us own the real estate we're in, and some of us are renting the real estate that we're in. And depending on which side of the equation you're on right now, you've got to start making some very interesting financial decisions. Now, here's my advice. Go buy a deal. Okay. In general, set your sights on not the perfect location, not the perfect property, none of that. Get yourself out of this renter rat wheel that you're on right now and go buy something under market at a higher interest rate that you're probably comfortable with right now. Easier said than done. I get that. But if you want off this train, if you're hoping to not have rent become the reason that you're going to get bankrupted down the road, my advice is you got to buy something. You know, and I understand that people are in different stages in their life financially where that's possible and it's not possible. But the reason you're listening to this show is not for me to give you the the kind advice. Oh, I hope you can work it out. But rather the this is do or die time right now. You have got to figure this out. You know, because not figuring it out means if rents continue to go up 5% a year, 6% a year, you multiply three, four years down the road, that $1,500 condo, apartment, whatever you happen to be in is now $2,000, okay? And if you're thinking right now, well, that can't happen, the market can't support that, go talk to somebody who lives in LA right now. Chicago, New York, where a 500-square-foot apartment in New York could comfortably run you $2,500 a month, maybe $3,000. And if you can find one, you're excited to buy it. Oh my God, I can't believe I found this this condo and it's only $2,800 a month, right? 
That's the reality of larger markets all across the country right now. That's the reality of Denver, Colorado right now. It's super expensive to live there. So if you want to get the other side of this, you got to find yourself a deal. And instead of being the renter, find the renter. Okay? That's the only real shot you've got of staying in front of this is to control the money cycle here. Now, if it doesn't make sense to buy and you got to rent, you've got to do some things. Maybe you, you've got to rent to live, you know, to live where you're at right now, but you buy an investment property that you don't live in. Grant Cardone, the sales trainer, he argued that you shouldn't live, you should live in a rental anyway. And all of your properties that you own should be investments, right? It's a little, it goes against the grain of everybody who's been in real estate for a long time, but he ain't wrong. You know, I'm going to make the argument that he ain't wrong. There's something to be said for just buying an investment property. Whether you live in it or not is dependent on your current situation and your family dynamic. My point is you need to own something whether you live in that or not, because it's the only way to hedge it off. Okay. When we were living in our downtown Denver condo, 42 stories above downtown Denver, incredible place to live, arguably one of my favorite places to live ever, my rent was preposterous. I want to say $3,500 a month. Okay, Who's going to pay that amount for rent? Well, I did. But the thing is, I had a property down here in the Springs that was cash flowing about $2,500 a month, so it offset two-thirds of my rental payment. Right, which you could do as well. You set this up correctly. You you may be living in a rental, but you're using your rental income to pay for that rental. That's not a bad thing. You're still getting all the benefits of home ownership, even if you don't live in it. Okay. But my encouragement is to read this article that we're going to post up to the group and become very concerned as to the future of the rental market as it looks today, because it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm trying to motivate you to act. You know, and how do you start acting? Well, you got to buy a deal. And if you're not sure how to find a deal, fund a deal, fix the deal, or flip the deal, you might want to consider getting a professional coach. Where would we find such a person? I don't know. But you might want to consider getting a professional coach to walk you through buying your first deal. That's what I do all day long is consult with people who aren't sure how to make the next move in a very choppy real estate market. And I advise them at an expense on how to get through that and make money in a market where everybody's saying there is no money available to be made, right? That's the gig. That's why you're listening to the show. And a lot of the advice we provide right here is free. And I love that you guys tune in week in, week out. But if you're still not sure what to do, then you probably need to get some additional resources. And I would love, love, love to talk to you about becoming your coach in the foreclosure deal space and helping you through that. Because if you're a renter right now, read this article and be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Because this is definitely going to get worse before it gets better. You think they're sufficiently scared, Jay? Have I, have I gone too far? Or they, is anybody still listening? Um, I mean, if they were listening... Previously, in the last few episodes, they were already kind of expecting to get scared. So they, they should know what's up. So if you're, if you're frightened, you know, put your big boy pants on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're listening. Like, I can't, I can't hear anybody. Are you all still here? Come back. Hey, the studio <laughs> audience. Hey, man, we got donuts and stuff. What? what? <laughs> this is crazy. All right. I've beat on you guys enough today. Hey, listen, I, I want to, I do want to say, I appreciate all the well wishes. I appreciate all the people reaching out, asking about the show, asking about things are going. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up on the show in the 
coming months. We're definitely staffing up on the coaching side. Uh, you know, I, I've really been kind of a one-off, couple clients at a time coach just because I wanted to provide the maximum value to my students. We've not lost that desire. It's just that we've got some scalability. We've got some additional support. So now we can service more people in the coaching space because it's growing rapidly. Okay. We're relaying this information to you out there in our listener land because we care about you. We want to know what's going on. We're bringing you real time stuff here. Okay. But if you combine what's going to happen in the foreclosure market, when that market comes back and it's heading that direction right now, okay, with increase in rents, the time to invest is literally never been better than it is right at this moment. Okay, and it will never get as good as it is right now. Low interest rates, a couple of deals on the marketplace, and rents increasing by five or ten percent a year. If you don't do this five years from now, you're gonna be kicking yourself in the butt. Hell, call me, I'll come kick you for you. I'm happy to do it. Okay, if you take this as advice and you get going, get off your duff and start taking some action, this could be your path to financial success and getting the financial freedom that you and your family are looking for. The time is now, the place is wherever you are at the moment, and the guy to help is here. All right, we're going to wrap it up with that. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Check us out week in, week out. Tell your friends, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you're getting these episodes week in, week out because it's going to happen fast. We're just hoping you guys are along for the ride. With that, this is Donnie Corum reminding you once again, don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.